Ladies and gentlemen, tonight will be our first guest we have on the show today. This man, this man is a legend. This man at one time was considered a myth. I've seen this man score 15 touchdowns in a single football game. I've seen this man have 55 tackles in one game. You had to see it to believe it. And now, he will be stepping into this attic. Like my man's Phil Collins says, feel it in the air tonight. I feel nothing but good vibes good energy, and it's going to be a great night. Yo, you really need a video. This is going to like 85 South Show. You would cut, <laughs> cut this, right? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Right. We'll probably keep it. Keep, keep it rolling. Let it get, let All it right, how we doing, guys? So, it's, hold on. Restart that shit. Restart the whole shit. Nigga, no. Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? It's episode two. Before I get into anything, I just want to let you guys know that Chris will not be on the pod today. Um, he just reported back to uh, camp. He'll be there for three weeks. Then he'll be back for a month, and then he gets deployed out to Alaska. Um, he has some questions that he wants to ask our special guest today, so we'll get into that later. Without further ado, I'd like to finally introduce our guest. We have local legend, turn coach, on legendary status level now, working with NFL players. He's working with D1 players. He's working with high school players. He's even coaching at a powerhouse high school right now in New Jersey called Don Bosco Prep. For some of you out there, you know what that is. I know you know what that school is out there, and I know you know they're a problem. Anyways, without further ado, Dario Highsmith. What's good, fellas? Uh -huh. What's good, yep. fellas? Glad to be here. You already yep. know the vibes. Yeah. So you know, you know, at the start of this podcast, like before we started, I was kind of looking up your stats a little bit. You know, <laughs> since we played together in high school for a year, you yes, and sir. Hunter played together for what two, three years? Three, years three, three years, years, three years, three years, three years. So um, I'm looking it up, and I'm kind of, I'm putting the math together just off your junior and your senior year. Mm -hmm. Just gonna say the boy real quick had. 4,621 rushing yards. No biggie. Mm -hmm. No. No mm -hmm. biggie. Not even counting the passing yards. Not right? even. Let's not even get into that yet. And I'm just going to finish off with this too. 51 rushing touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Now I want you to think about that. 51 mm -hmm. rushing touchdowns. Gatorade player of the year too. So. Gatorade player of the year <laughs> was running shit in the state. Dude. The, honestly, the guy did everything. I remember we were playing uh, Notre Dame of West Haven. They had this guy. <laughs> I'm not going to name drop, but they had this guy. And he played receiver, right? And all week, our defensive coordinator is like, Dario, you got this guy. You got this guy. I remember I'm a little ass freshman, and I'm looking at I'm like, yo, I thought this receiver was supposed to be a problem. This dude, Dario, had this dude what? Was it like one, one catch, catch for, for nine like yards, baby? Nine yards. One catch for nine I thought yards. thought it was six yards. Yeah, it was fucking nine Shit, no biggie. I don't know. Shit, Shit was crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you know, when you look back on your high school career, like, what do you think? Like, what was your like favorite game? Like, what was the what? Like, what do you think? What stands out to you? Like, what what was that one game where you're like, mm -hmm. yo, that's the one? Like, I love. Like, that's my biggest memory right there. Um, my biggest memory, I guess, is not even like the game, because I don't even remember much about the game because yeah. it was so hype. 
You know what I'm saying? But I would say the second New London game, my junior year, which was the first playoff game won in about like 10 or 11 years yep. in Milltown High history. And you guys we, lost before that, right? To yep, we ended up losing by three on a late game, uh, like last second field goal off some crazy deep ball at the end of the game. Like, honestly, that, that game I'll never forget simply be. No lie, simply because of the fact the first time we seen them that day, they came out on the field not only late, but screen singing "We Ready" in like two oh, lines. Oh shit! Like, hey, we right. they were so good. This 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 second New London game, uh, after we lost them the first time, Dario's dad was leaving. They had fans from New London. Pressing us. Fans were talking shit to his dad. Literally talking shit about a high school kid. And they're about to bang. 16 years old. 16 years old. So, like, that revenge game was coming a little different. Yo, like, we we came correct. Didn't you guys do some crazy shit where you, like, kicked a pooch kick and you ended up catching it? Bro, yes. You caught it, right? You caught it, right? Nah, nah. So, like, this is some shit that we did before, but, like, it'll be like, so. Early in the year, Lissandro caught it. Yep. Well, whoa, 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 whoa. Time out. We will say, name drop Lissandro <laughs> because he's a boy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Not a boy. I'm not stealing no one's shit that they One of say, my main geysers. He's one, one of our main boys, guys. you know what I mean? But we're going to name drop. Other than that, you know, we keep it low-key on here, but keep going. Right, but normally it's like our L3 or 4. You know, deep pooch left. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Around like a 20, 25-yard kick right in the sweet spot. Uh, first play of the game, nice kick. Who's our kicker? Uh, Vaughn Oak. Right, Fuck, right. name drop oh, again. I, forgot, I didn't I mean to do that. My <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> but, but, no but, but, deep kick, Hunt gets it, and we immediately think, oh, it's, oh, it's on. Right. Like, like, <laughs> uh, actually, from the point in which the playoff rankings dropped, I've never seen a Middletown High football team so goddamn focused in a week in my entire life. Yeah. I mean, like, as soon as we heard, every day, yo, strapped up, ready, not saying a word in practice, coach what you need. That's it. Coach what you need. I don't give a damn. Coach, yeah, yeah. coach what you need. Coach what you need, bro. You know what? I was thinking about when we were just talking about the kickoff, too. You guys remember in high school and, like, you were, like, a sophomore and shit and you would be on kickoff? And you're kind of lining up, and it's like kind of like the third quarter, fourth quarter. You're gassed, and you're lining up. You're thinking in your head, you're like, "Yo, I gotta fucking run down this field <laughs> again." Like, because like, yo, I remember my freshman year. I'm coming downfield against Bristol Eastern. I'm like, I'm about to smoke this returner. All of a sudden, I get fucking ear hold from my right side. Right, like, right. I remember coming. I'm walking up to the sidelines, dude. I felt like I fucking. Faced a fifth. That's how fucked up I felt. Like, dude, it was crazy. Right, it was so, crazy. So, your story's a little different. So, you go to Middletown High, obviously, stud, best player in the state. You First, you commit to UConn. Yep. You decommit. Yep. You're at Army. Yep. So, talk about what went down at Army, what led you to Wesleyan. And this was, Chris kind of had this question. So, you leave Army. You like, what, what really influences you to stay back home and play local at Wesleyan? All right, so for me, it was like my main focus was having my parents not pay for school. You know what I'm saying? So I was going to walk on to UConn, preferred walk-on uh, offer. Um, so as soon as I got – it was like I signed to UConn and like two days went by. And then I ended up getting the call from Army uh, offering me and stuff like that. So I had a long talk with my family, a couple of my close friends and stuff like that. And 
it just seemed like the smartest idea to go to that prep school there just to make sure that you know what I'm saying I could secure a bag I have I have a college I can go to for sure and if not then I can leave yeah you feel what I'm saying but like when you get to these prep schools right you get to these schools that kind of funnel you into a college you get to these prep schools that funnel you into like a, a secondary education institution whatever you want to call it like I don't really want you to leave you know what I'm saying so they'll do what they got to do to get you there but as soon as you leave it's kind of like you're on your own yeah. and I personally think I was just too young and like naive not necessarily naive but I just didn't have anyone kind of guiding me through the process because my dad went to URI for a couple months ended up leaving the school my mom didn't go to school I was the first one of my cousins to go to school yeah. for football for sports in general you know what I'm saying so it was just kind of new to you yeah so you're yeah. trying to like I'm thinking they tell me you go there if you want to leave you leave mm-hmm. and it will help you get to another school I'm like alright sounds like a new brand yeah. so go there about 7 months go by like it's not too hard but I valued happiness more than I valued anything else there you feel me so it was like a point in time where I'd like wake up and like be like fuck and then go to sleep be like fuck <laughs> when you think about it, like, because you're coming from Middletown High School, and then you go, and you're at that prep school for that amount of time you were there, what was, like, that culture change for you? Like, how was that for you when you went there? Was it, it a big change for yeah. you, or was it not? Yeah, so it, it was a shock for sure, but less in the football aspect, because you know how coach is, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, it was very, like, because... You know how our high school was ran. It was, it was super regimented. Like you're at study hall this time, you're at practice this time. If you're late, you're done up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. stuff like that. You will get kicked off the team no matter how important you are. Type type deal. Like yep. one of those things. So like going to West Point, it was, it was basically like the same thing, just all the time. It was just like you get what bang, I'm saying. Bang, bang, all time, you you wake up, now. you wake up, you're on point to the time you go to sleep you have 45 minutes to yourself at yeah at 10 o'clock you had from 10 to 10 45 which was lights out mm-hmm. to kind of like be who you are outside of the army and all this other stuff yeah right so like the only time you really felt like yourself was like in the locker room like locker room was no rules yeah so like there'll be times like you leave class you have about 15 minutes we just chill in the locker room yeah. i don't even want to be in the hallway it was kind of just like more of like a comfort spot. Yeah, a comfort spot. And you got a bunch of people. Like, you got to understand when you, when you go to West Point, like, I went to West Point for football. I went to West Point for my family. I knew nothing about the school prior. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Absolutely nothing. Like, I had people telling me more than I, that people telling me, oh, you're going to this place? I'm like, oh, well, shit. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what I'm saying? I hear, I don't know. I've heard some crazy stories just about being a I student at West Point. It's wild. Do you have yeah. any, like, things where you were like, I need to get the fuck out of here? Any stories? Um, there was... I'm trying to think. Yeah, there was one. It was a 12-mile ruck we had. <laughs> listen, listen to this shit. So we had... <laughs> we had a ruck. A ruck is basically, like... Imagine, like... I'm trying to think. I don't even know. It's a fast walk. It's a fast walk with a 75-pound bag on your back. Jesus Christ. With a 10-pound rifle in your hand. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? So, like, in football, you used to have, like, extra weight and shit like that. But I tell you what, ain't nothing is 85 pounds on you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, with the gun yeah. in the bag. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? So, I'm about half a mile in. I'm ready to quit. Feel me? 
And then like two miles in, I'm like, yo, they are fucking tripping. Like they are absolutely <laughs> tripping. No, now so we're on a road, two, yeah, three I was miles. Ask, how, like, where are you going? Bro, listen, we're on a road, two, three miles uphill. Yeah. Next four miles in the fucking woods, dog. <laughs> Through the fucking woods. And I'm not talking woods like... I'm not talking woods like a little path, little yeah, hiking yeah. path. I mean, like, just imagine you just walking just into some trees. Shit. You just... They're like, yo, we're taking it right here into some trees. <laughs> yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yep. So now we got, like, six miles in the trees. And then we're back on ro- back on the road. And this point, I'm just zoned, zoned the fuck out. I'm just yeah. like, whatever. Just, just whatever. Just staring at the back of the head of the person in front of me. You know what I'm saying? So I finished that shit. And I'm like, well, I definitely feel like a dog after this. For oh, sure. Yeah. But I cannot do this for the next, what, you got four years of service? And this was prior to the rule change as to where uh, NFL teams can buy out your contract. Yeah, that was before. Right? Right? So I'm thinking, like, unless I'm top two round draft picks and, like, let me be realistic, I'm probably not. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to go four years in the Army and then come back? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. I can't do that shit. You know, I'm not not built for it. I don't love... Like anything other than my family enough to go to war for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, you you yeah, feel yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So like I'm not even trying to be and like let me be real like I knew if my boys is 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 uh what is it? It's not pleasant. It's fucking uh they're choosing whatever infantry. Who am I to not do? Who am I to not do the same? You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking like if my boys are trying to be like infantrymen basically, which is like frontline almost yeah, like frontline yeah. dudes. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't not bid for that first. You know what I mean? If I got a bunch of football, imagine like a bunch of teammates at MHS talking about, yo, we gotta go to war. Like, whether you with it or not, you might, damn, well, all right, I guess, you know what I'm saying? Well, all right, I guess we going, you know what I'm saying? So like, I knew I had to take myself out of the situation because I didn't feel comfortable making that decision. You know what I'm saying? So now, fast forward, I go to leave, right? When I'm trying to leave, I try to get Try to hit up a couple schools, but I have no film. Don't know how to get my film. Because the coaches basically like. How, how don't... many games did you play when you were there? I thought the press school I played all, all the entire season, so it was eight games. You know, actually, matter of fact, can I just run this back real quick? Because mm-hmm. I, th- I got a question that's running on my mind real quick. When you were doing that 12 mile walk, right? <laughs> the right? So let's say you got that one dude that's like fucking gassed, right? And he can't really go. Do you have to wait for him and you guys all go together? Or is it like, just fucking keep it pushing? Like, how does it work? I mean, nobody folded, surprisingly. No one folded? No one folded, surprisingly. And none of my, like, there's some people who folded in in certain companies. Yeah. Nobody folded in mine, but, like, I'm pretty sure they make you stop. But they're also reasonable with breaks, you feel me? Like, I would have to chill. They would be like, I think it was like every three miles. You got to, like, relax. Mm -hmm. So, like, you got to sit down, eat, drink. But you got to also remember, this was at a point in time where we were ready for it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is basic training. It was about, right, it's about four weeks in, fourth weekend. I'm in shape. I'm probably like cut about 15 to 20 pounds now. I went in at 185. I'm now like 170, 165, like yeah. looking light in the ass. Like yeah, my, my yeah. parents, like I look pictures. My parents like, yo, you were, the first time we saw you, you looked sick. Thin. Like you looked sick. And what about how's meals? Regimented as fuck, bro. Like, really? but was understand good, this. Is it good food? No, but understand this. <laughs> but 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 understand this. It's not good, but that shit got everything you fucking need in it. Yeah. So you, you know what I'm saying? In prison. 
Basically. No funny <laughs> shit. Nah, nah, no, 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 no. Like, real, real shit, though. Real shit, though. There's, like, a site. I wish I fucking brought up that site. I wish I had it. There's, like, a site that's, like, one side is prison. It's, like, 15 facts about prison. And one side is 15 facts about, 15 facts about West Point. Mm-hmm. Exactly the same. I gotta find this list, bro. It's out of pocket. Like, absolutely out of pocket. Like, it's, like, so regimented. Such little free time. Yeah. Think about it. I had 45 minutes to myself mm-hmm. in a day. What's that? Prison, you get an hour? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You get an hour. Some time on the yard You see, it's funny because I remember um, it was my senior year. I'm in gym class. And I get a call on my phone. I answer it. And it's a defensive coordinator at Army. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, we just watched your film. I want you to send over our, your transcripts. So I'm, I'm like the coach Morello. I'm like, dude, I'm fucking soup. Because, like, mm-hmm. like, honestly, I'm thinking in my head, like, if I go there, like, I can get any job I want in the For world. For sure. You're set. And that's how I was thinking You're about set. it. You're so set. then I go there. I send I send my transfers over. He calls me like 10, 15 minutes later. And he's like, yeah. He's like, you know, we look for guys with above a 3.5. For you kids that are fucking listening out there, do your fucking schoolwork. To say the least, bro. shit like that will happen. But anyways, To say the least, bro. So then I get a couple weeks later, I get another call. And it's from Navy. The guy, it's a, it's the offensive coordinator from Navy, and he's talking about he wants me to play halfback. I'm like, dude, what, like, what? I, I'm like, say that, like, <laughs> like, shit, I'll try it, like, whatever. So he's like, you need to get a thousand on your SAT. I'm like, dude, easy. <laughs> <laughs> I get my fucking SAT score back. I look at it, eight eighty. I said, Jesus Christ, and eight eighty yeah. again. If you have the opportunity to take an SAT boot camp. Fucking take it. And take that I, shit serious. I took the lazy route and skipped every single one of those classes, and then that's the fucking outcome you get. But I'm still happy where the fuck I'm at. But I just had to share that for you guys real quick. But now, when you talk about your back to your story, um, at this point of your career now, you're deciding that you want to leave West Point, mm-hmm. right? And you're looking at other options, and... You're struggling because you don't have that much film. You can't mm-hmm. get a hold of your film. Mm-hmm. So when you were playing there... Were did you guys get access full access no. like through your thing to watch film? So we had no access to the film. Remember, I told you about that regimented shit. So we yeah. watched we, we watched about three hours of film a day with coaches. Fuck three hours with coaches, with coaches. Why but but understand this too, bro. Like you're like fuck because you understand what real college is like. You get me? <laughs> Imagine I'm sitting motherfucking marching. <laughs> they pulling me out of marshes to go watch film. Shit, I'm. Damn near in a light motherfucking jog, trying to yeah, trying to yeah, <laughs> trying to get to the yeah. film room. Like damn, like shit. I don't gotta I don't gotta hold this heavy ass gun for six hours. I can just watch film yeah, for half exactly. the time. Fuck like it. That, yeah, that ass. Fuck it. So like they did a very I would say at West Point, like looking back, like they did a very good job taking football away from the army shit. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So I didn't when I'm in the locker room, with my guys. When I'm in the locker room, with my coaches. I also like my. Coach, uh, my quarterback's coach there was the previous starting quarterback for four years at Army. Okay, Angel Santiago, and that was a bad motherfucker. I actually think I'm, I actually yeah. might remember him. He was an if you played NCAA for NCAA 2014, if you play NCAA 2014, go right now to Army, yeah, and that would up. be my guy, Angel Santiago. I gotta see a picture of him because I think I know who you're talking about. Bro, he's a he was a fucking dog. Do you feel me? How so big like, was he? Not big, like same size as me. Oh, probably a little bit taller, probably a little bit bigger. Weight. You know what I'm saying? My weight now, let's say. Here we go. So what do you weigh like right now? Like about two fifteen, two ten. Yeah. So he right? made potty. Yes, yeah, sir. Potty, okay. He, this is him right here. Yes. 
dog. He dog. Looks it. I he's a dog. He's a dog. dog. That's a good photo, bro. And I mean, like a lot of the shit I tell myself now and who I became is from this man right here. Yeah, listen. The thing is, too, about him is he really doesn't have that much drip, which means he's probably a smart football. Bro, player. you're not allowed to have drip. That's the thing. You can't. I but you gotta understand, slide. bro. I'm trying to tell you, bro. Football was way different back Army then. Army has dog. The, Army probably has like top five best uniforms. But you gotta football. understand, back in the day, fly, <laughs> fly, a fly fit was. A fly fit was Nike Vapors, Vapor Socks, and a three and a three cutter and a three quarter cutoff, no and you were drippy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, or you had two bands on. It was drippy. Yep. You remember Tyron Math? Tyron Matthew was the first one to wear bands like that. Think about that. I remember wearing them on my shins. You know what I'm saying? Biceps, now kids got now kids got uh, uh, leg sleeves like yeah. calf sleeves. Dude, those are fly. And they're fly as hell. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Me and him were watching uh, YouTube videos the other day of like youth football down south. Dude, how watching these games? Dude, these 12, 13-year-old kids look like fucking varsity football games. Brother Honestly, these youth football teams could beat a lot of these varsity Connecticut football teams. No joke. And that's no joke. No like, joke. these kids are developed, like, beyond. I think, I don't know about, like, what like what do you think, like, when you look at these type of kids, wh- what separates them from kids up here? You think it's mainly because, it's, it's, I think a big factor is weather as well. Because when you think about they- it, like, kids up here... Like, especially, like, because we all know where we live up here, obviously. Like, you get restricted come November, December, January. Like, that time you have snow, cold weather. Like, how much work are you going to get done with fucking, it's snow, it's like snow coming down, it's 15 degrees. Let me be, let me be honest, let me be honest. Like, the biggest thing that the biggest difference is in CT and everything else, right? Let me go CT to Jersey first. CT to Jersey is a give a fuck. You know, kids in Connecticut really don't give a fuck, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, like looking, like me going to Jersey, being at Bosco, like, you understand kids, like, even if it's for the wrong reasons, don't just, like, they, they want to ball. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? And will ball by any means. You know what I'm saying? They know they have to get better by any means. You know what I'm saying? That's where you can be an average athlete in Connecticut and be pretty decent. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and kids will settle with that because they're playing two other sports. Football is not the end-all, be-all. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But then, think about the kids who football end all be up. We got uh, one of our main boys, Isaiah, with the Brown. You got Hunt. Probably should have went wherever. We went to Springfield, all Amer- D3 All-American. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I went to West Point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Kids with Tyshawn Central. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Kids who give a fuck. You the same way, but if you didn't get fucked up with all that, on their yeah, injury, exactly. you know what I'm saying? It's the same thing. When you really... it's there. There are kids like me. I would be... In Jersey, my mentality. Imagine, like, remember, like, your freshman year, like, how I treated football. Mm-hmm. That's the entire team. Yeah. Niggas didn't need me to babysit them. <laughs> like, for example, there was a kid on my team my senior year, right? I was, I was a captain my senior year in high school. Mm-hmm. He would never go to class. Always got in trouble. Our coach had me basically make a grade sheet for him because I, I was the only one he would listen to. Think about this. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a 17-year-old kid. I'm the only one he would listen to. I'm just being, like, real real with the nigga. <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, being honest with the nigga half the time. So, like, I made a grade sheet for him. He handed me his grade sheet. When he got in trouble in class, teacher didn't call coach. Teacher called me to go down and talk talk yeah. to him. Not even talk to them. Talk to him. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, th- you don't need that. You don't need that in these places. You know, that kind of... I mean, that just shows... 
for anyone listening, just his leadership he was providing in high school as a high school kid taking care of other high school kids. Right. That just shows the leadership and commitment he had to ball and trying to get his teammates better and mm-hmm. our team better. See, I have two two thoughts. See, I kind of thought about it when you were listing off the names of guys that you were talking about. Even if you talk to the coaching staff and they'd say the guys you listed off are the guys who wanted it the most. Right. But you think about the pattern behind it is, exception to Tyshawn, name drop, shout out Tyshawn, whatever, is that me... You, Hunter, we were one sport, football. Right. That was our main right. focus. Right. The right. majority of these guys who wanted it the most, that was their main focus. And you look at these kids down south, they're playing youth football. They know what they want to become. They know they want to be a football player. They, they know they want to be that guy. They get influenced because you have professional athletes who consistently live in these type of areas. But I don't even, but I, don't like even I, I think that is a big factor. Yeah. But also understand, like, that's not even necessarily what it is because a lot of kids up here just like to make excuses for why they can't do it. And, and that's also with the weather, too. Yeah. Like, you're talking about the weather. Like, I train in Jersey, my bug is 34 degrees. It's about to be 40 degrees, 38 degrees tomorrow. We're having a training session outside tomorrow. Yeah. You feel me? Like, it's, it's shit like that. So you got to understand, like, yeah, I feel you. All we did was play football, but I tell you what, if I play basketball, I'm not going out there looking like a duck. Yeah. If I'm playing baseball, I'm not going out there looking like a duck. Yeah. If I'm running track, I'm not going out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm trying to be the best player possible, and I just don't know if that's the same mentality here. Because you got when you play other sports, and you start to lean on that other sport during the the the, the prior season. You know what I mean? I'm not. How many times you hear? I don't play football anyway. Mid football practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mid football practice. I'm a basketball I'm a player. Basketball you know, player. Yeah. Even you kids on a basketball team. I'm all, a football player. You heard it like, all the time. Right. You hear it all the time. Right. right. So um, a little back on topic. So you you piece out of West Point. You end up at Wesleyan, your hometown, Middletown, Wesleyan. Mm-hmm. What kind of fa- played factors in you coming back home, playing locally, your parents there in town, everyone, basically everyone in town, all your boys can come see you play. What what led to your decision to do uh, come back home and play at Wesleyan? I think a big thing for that was allowing my family to come and see me play. You know what I mean? Because that would allow them to, you know what I'm saying, be at my house prior to the game, then come to the game, and I get to see them after the game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Never leaving. And also, Middletown is like a place where it is tough to dip. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a lot of love out there. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Especially if you're balling. And you do what you got to do. Like it's, it's a lot of it's love. It's contagious. It's Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot of love. So I, I definitely, when I left, the cold world shocked me for sure. So I wanted to come back to that love, mm-hmm. and really want to like put on. I was like, if I'm coming back to Wesleyan, like I want people to know, like this shit's still for real. Like, cause also you gotta understand, like Wesleyan, we like sitting looking at these kids walking, walking in the game, like. I'm chop. I'll chop them. <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm saying? Exactly. I'm like, that's not even the case because some of them is kind of like that. Some NESCAC teams are good, but yeah. But I'm. I was sitting there like, yo, let me let me put this shit on the map. That, that's basically yeah. let me put Middletown back on the map. That, that's yeah. that's that was like that was my main goal. And that's when I felt like I was the most confident in myself. So I was like, let me put this this place back and on the, the map. The best basically. place you could do it, right? Is a tennis school in Middletown. And mm-hmm. you, you got a good education out of it. You went there, you know. You oh, yeah, and it's all, at, the, at the time, it was also the number, I think, nine school in the nation for education at the time for a private institution. So I was just like, oh, another, actually, nah, this is also another big reason. I was like, how, how much of an asshole would I be to leave a school like West Point and go to, like, Wagner? Right. Now, listen, I, tra- I train a kid who goes to Wagner. Wagner's so I'm not dissing school. Wagner, but 
I'm in a high class education, why would I dip that education or connections? Not saying it's not a good school, but I want something in the same ballpark. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was like, I want these same opportunities I have here if I don't play football afterwards. And that ended up, I wanted to go to Ivy first, but like you said, test scores. Mm-hmm. Feel me? They just, didn't, they just didn't match up. I didn't have transcripts. Mm-hmm. So I ended up just choosing a better school, not a better school, but uh, a school in the same ballpark and shit like that. Yeah. Did there. And I was like, I don't know, like Wesleyan is a very like easy place to love. When you go there, like as far as like the the environment and See, shit like that. When I go there and I work out a few times, it definitely has that feel of like if you're if you're there, it's real warming. Yeah, for sure. Because it's, it's a nice campus. Yeah, because understand when you when you got four thousand kids at a school, I could damn near have a conversation with every motherfucker I pass by. If I'm yeah. there for 180 days, however many days you're in college, it's probably more than that. But yep. you know what I'm saying? Like I had an actual personal relationship with damn near the whole. School. I was yo, it came to a point where I was a senior, and I could probably I could probably have 200 motherfuckers in a, in a party just like. <laughs> off the off the strength of a text thirty minutes before I went out the park. No, that's, yeah, that's fact, dude. Just being in those small schools like Springfield, I think we got two thousand people. But bro, like pe- everybody knows you, like yo, know, games, bro. Everyone's there. Everyone knows who you are personally. Right. It's not like they're just looking at a number. Exactly, they know who bro. you are personally. Exactly, bro. bro. And the crazy part about it is, like, they didn't even they didn't even give a fuck about football. Yeah. But it came to a point where if you were balling, they they knew what. It, they knew who played well, so it was like they they were like, "Yo, it's dope that you're here, and it's dope that you're good at this sport in this school." Because it's not like it's not like West Point where I said there's some shit you can get away with. Now, granted, West Point's a hard ass school regardless if you're playing sports or not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But Westland, it was like they did not give a damn. They had no they like your practice was around school. Like like everything else was around everything and every other. Sp- Schools around football. Your your football schedule was around school. We had two, three different periods of film mm-hmm. because some people had class. You know what's funny is this too is is that a lot of schools aren't like that. And then, but you look at like Springfield Springfield College for example, like we do, like how we look at it too. It's the same sort of way. Like if you have to meet with a teacher, if you have to do homework, you have to do extra credit. That's more important than you getting to practice. And ultimately, what is our goal of why we go to college is to get our education. And that's what it is to do. So when you when you look at it as a perspective, if you're looking at a school that that like you're getting recruited by, look at the education aspect of mm-hmm. it. It's not just the football part of it. Because right. at the end of the day, you have to go to class, mm-hmm. you have to live there, right. you have to you have to like living there. And like it's the people that you're gonna be around. Is it the right fit for you? Football is a small picture to the decision you make when it comes to a recruiting process. It comes down to is the environment comfortable for you and is the education fitting what you want to become. You also gotta understand who you are as a person. And for me, that was very hard. That was, that, that was some shit I didn't learn. No joke until I was about a junior or senior year, senior year in college. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like. I didn't have a criteria for school, dog. I was like, if I talk, if I talk to a school, you were on my list. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. If I talk to a school, you were on my list. I did not talk to a damn school outside my list. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's where I fucked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you got to understand, like, when you go on these visits, I went on visits for the fun of it. I didn't go on visit. I wasn't even. I was like, yo, let me see the most fun I have, right? But you got to understand, I could take you to the worst place in America if I've been there long enough. I can show you a good time in one night. Mm-hmm. So, you get what I'm saying? All right, now, now you guys are being a little serious right now, but 
here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, you ball out. It's Saturday. You guys play in the afternoon, right? Uh-huh. So you ball at one o'clock, couple of tugs, you know. Yeah. You pull up at that party that night. Yep. What's that feeling like? Are you uh, how many? Unbelievable. Are you slaying? <laughs> Unbelievable. Are you slaying? Are you slaying? Uh, those who balling, you know, what I'm saying. And, oh, this is the crazy thing I'm saying about Wesley. It didn't matter whether you balled or not. You had to be a likable guy, which also changed my perspective on a lot of shit. Because that was another thing that I like leaned on, kind of sort of prior to Wesleyan. It was like I was I like I knew people knew me. So once I like said who I was, it was kind of like a not like I'm like oh yeah you know who the fuck I am. <laughs> you feel me? It was like I'm gonna say it. it. It's happened so much. I say it and you know who I am yeah. to where I'm comfy anywhere. Now you don't. I, I could have scored twice in a game. You still don't know who the fuck I am. You still don't know who the fuck I am. So I gotta approach you like a normal human being. And then they're like. Oh, so you are number so and so. Yeah. And and then it and then it and then it's like oh so this this is a cool kid that is also good at football. That's dope. You see, that's funny is because uh, at our school it's different because it's like they know who you are. (laughs) They 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 know who you are because honestly the majority of girls in like students who go to that school are athletes. So like when you got a football game on a Saturday at like one like. Girls are gonna go out and drink and go to that football game. They're gonna know who's balling. Listen, out. they're going to the football game, and there are girls like that. But you got, but you got to understand. I've seen some motherfuckers that was some of the worst football players I've ever seen in my entire life. And they were, the, and those were the biggest max of them all. You get what I'm saying? Like it, it's that type of shit. But also, I also know a motherfucker who was the best person I ever seen. And, like, it wasn't hard for him to get girls, but, like, his, his, the whether he got girls or not was not bearing on football. was not predicated on football. It's so weird. It, it's so weird there, but football is loved. You get me? It, it, like that. That's, like, the weird thing. It's just, like, the clout. There's no clout. It's, like, we fuck with this, but if you're an asshole, you're still an asshole. <laughs> what's, your, what's your greatest memory as a player at Wesleyan? What's your greatest... What's your greatest- I actually like this is like the the grittiest game I played in my entire life, bro. Tufts, my sophomore year, mm-hmm. had him like 2018 first game under the lights I've played since high school, bro. Like it was like 7 p.m. Great weather, like insane. We ended up winning in I think OT, ended up winning or no, it was double OT. Ended up winning on a pick or something like that, yeah. and I won. I had three carries that game. I never get you had three carries that game, one play of the game. Bro, I was I was blocking. I was like, there was times where like the line was sliding. Free D lineman, Dario take him. <laughs> Bro, and handle that man. All all conference DNs, all conference D. They had all, four all conference players on their D line, and uh, I'm like, yo, I'm about to I'm about to handle like taking that shit as a challenge. Like, yo, we're not moving the ball. Our lineman not doing it, doing what it do. Yo, to, I look at my cue like, yo, listen, just slide this way. I got you, bro. Don't worry about it. So position wise, right? Because you were playing quarterback at West Point, right? Mm-hmm. And then you went to Wesleyan. Did you go in playing quarterback, or did they put you at receiver slash athlete sort of type player? So they were really honest with me off rip. They was like, yo, you'll probably be a running back. Yeah. Like off rip. You know what I mean? But also, we had a dog at quarterback. Feel yeah. me? Like he was a dog. Kid yeah. went to Shelton. Like he, he a bad motherfucker. I can't even front. Probably one of the, probably, honestly, probably the best quarterback I've, his name? I've seen. Mark Picarillo. Shout out. Mark Piccarillo, bad motherfucker, yo, bad motherfucker. Seriously, smart, cannon, and just up. a dog, and just a, just an absolute dog. 
Feel me? So like, like I said, I he's the team's leader. Look him up. He's the team's leader. Yo, look at this motherfucker. Yo, I'm telling yeah. you, this is like this. Is somebody I'd be like, yo, look at look at this motherfucker. Cause he is he's tough. He is tough. Were you okay with that transition? Hundred percent. You were. Cause I knew, and also like. I want to be like my pops. I want to be a bag. Like I was number thirty-two. I went in there number thirty-two. I remember that. Like I knew, yeah. I knew what it was. Like yeah. it was like, and I and I picked thirty-two. I was like, yo, I, I want to be a back. Yeah. I was like, hundred percent. Like let me live that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like I went as a, I went as a as a running back. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I went as a running back. They moved me as at receiver for like a practice or two, and then a running back, and then our senior running back got hurt. Mm-hmm. Then they moved me back, and I was rotating there for. I was rotating. My freshman year, started my sophomore year, broke my ankle my sophomore year, played six games, played, I think, four games, broke my ankle, and then moving into the next year, we had no receivers, and they were like, yo, we need to play receiver. Mm-hmm. And that's like kind of how I became a receiver, and then met my the boss now that I work for and train under. So, and yeah, like that's that. what I was going to get into next. So, I have, so, you, you go, so, when you go into Wesleyan, right, what was your major, by the way? Uh, African-American studies. So, when you were majoring in that, Going in, did you have the thought that you wanted to become a coach later on down the road, or were you more? Did you get more of the inspiration to become that once you met your receivers coach? Um, if I'm keeping it honest, I had no clue what the fuck I was gonna do. Like I honestly majored in, I was taking classes, and I majored in the thing I found most interesting and was the easiest for me to get my bag with. Yes, you know what I mean, and to not like short the work. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying. So, like, it was about, I think, bro, I didn't, if I'm keeping it honest, I didn't even think I would be coaching until, I think, going into my senior year. Because the summer going into my senior year was the first time I was a, I was, like, helping coach out at Bosco. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was helping coach and stuff like that. So, I knew some of the kids. Went in my senior year and, like, at the beat, right before the beginning of my senior year, my boss was like, yo, understand, like, like, I'm trying to do some big things with the Silent Hustle business. So, like. Yo, this, this, this job is yours if you want it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm leaving. Like, I'm going to do everything in my power to trying to, like, have you kind of be the man here and kind of, like, take on kind of what he's built. Yeah. And, like, he made me the receiver I was. So, I'm like, and, and this guy was someone who, like, bro, like, saved me from leaving school. Like, I was in dark places in school. Like, that's what I mean by know who you know who you are because you lose that in college. It's yeah. easy. It's easy to lose that in college, yes. dog. It's so easy because there's so many outside influences. There's so many, like, think about, like, girls. Mm-hmm. There's drugs, alcohol. Alcohol is a drug, but you know what I'm saying? But, like, it, but you know, you know, before he keeps going, you know, we kind of, we, we, we want to keep it, like I said, when you listen to the first episode, we talk about you're here to come away and take away something. This conversation right here is going to be majority real shit. You mm-hmm. know what? You won't get a laugh out of it. Hey, but listen, you'll come away with a lot of shit. It's real shit. It's real shit. A lot of shit. And that's what it's going to be. You know, it was talking about you and I, I kind of thought about uh, my personal story for a little bit. Like, I kind of thought about it. So I come in my freshman year, day three. We get full pads on, and we're doing a drill, and it was like kickoff, and I hit somebody. And, dude, I felt like, a, you know when you play COD and a smoke bomb goes right, off? Right, right, That's right, literally what right. it felt like. Y'all hit, you hit. So I'm running around practice, like, and my head feels like a, like a bobblehead. Like, I felt like my brain was moving around. Fucking, I go, I meet with the, do- I meet with the team doctor. Like, he, he forced me to sit out a whole year. Like, my vision was so fucked up that from... 37 centimeters from my face 
I could see dial. I only saw double. I couldn't see like clear vision. All right. So it took me a while. Anyways, long story short is is that you reach that dark place because like when you when I had to come to reality of knowing that my football career is over and you're in that place of finding what you want to become. Now I'm stuck in my head. Like I said, you got to think about school because. When I came in, my main focus was football, football, football. I realized I got took from me, and now you have to make the decision of, well, okay, now I gotta realize it's real world. What am I gonna become? Facts. Fell in love with with, the, with coaching. It got me out of that dark place I was in. Right. Now right. it's like coaching has just become my life pretty much. Now, boom. Right. So like, same thing with me, bro. Like I, yeah. when I broke my ankle my sophomore year, I was like, understand? Like I went to Westland to play football. And that's not a football school. You get me? So it was tough, the adjustment getting there. So to completely strip football from that, it's like now I'm in this body of people without the main thing I feel like gives me confidence. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Main thing that gives me confidence. So I'm like, damn, like what the fuck? Like I'm in a dark hole for like seven months, dog. Like, yeah. Because I can't, I was, I couldn't like run shit for like four months or some crazy shit like that. So Mm -hmm. I'm hurt, like, Confused, like going to meetings, like just yeah. in the back of meetings and shit, like yeah, you know, like is when you like you're hurt, you should be paying attention, but like when you're not playing it's for the tough. season, you're like fuck. It's like, because like when you're sitting there and you're in that position of like that should be me. Like what was tough was is that there was a while, there was a period of time where I was not a part of the football team due to my grades, and that was a two month period. It was a tough two month period. I got back on the football team, fought, earned the starting spot by the end of spring ball, my sophomore year. I come into camp. Day three, full pads, first hitting drill. I go to, dude, because I was wired. Like, I'm trying to kill somebody. You know right, what I mean? Right, it's like right, your first right, time right, hitting. Right, right, dude, right. I was fucking soup. Come flying in, hit him. Dude, blacked out. Didn't know what Didn't know what happened. Blacked out completely at contact. Then, boom, that was it. Right, right. No, that shit. Crazy. It, but you got to understand, too, like, football is important. But what I do when I coach kids is I tell them everything I do when I talk to them, I tell them exactly how this is going to translate yes. to real life. Yeah. Like, I told a motherfucker, yo, I, I said some super grimy shit to some to some kids. Like, it was one time, bro, I don't like kids going on their knees during conditioning at all. Like, don't even think about going. I could, and also, you know, as a player, I can look at you and tell when you're about to go down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I remember telling a motherfucker, I'm like, yo, I'm like, I'm screamed at one kid to get up. Next rep, motherfucker. Next, another motherfucker goes down. I was like, you know what? I was like, I swear to God, I could probably go over to you, take your fucking cleats off your fucking feet, punch you in your fucking face, and you stand, stare at me with that same stupid ass look you staring at me now. <laughs> yo. But think, yo! But, but think about it. But think it. But think about it like this, right? Yeah. But think about it like this. The pr- and and that go like like let me put this on record. That motherfucker loves me. Yeah. To this day, you know what I'm saying? Loves me. Yeah. For. For saying that and dap me up at the practice, he's like, yo, coach, you were right. I shouldn't have been down. Mm-hmm. Because he saw me yell another kid yep. and give him a whole 30 second why you shouldn't be down on your knees. Because mm-hmm. as a man, face any, I tell them, I tell, I tell kids, face adversity with your chin up, chest up. Yes. That's my another thing. Yeah. Face adversity with your chin up, chest up. Mm-hmm. Feel me? So I'm like, I, I finished this saying this to this kid. This motherfucker goes down. I'm like, yo, you just heard what the fuck I'm saying. So clearly it's fuck me. I'm like, clearly it's fuck me. Fuck everything I was saying. Yeah. Fuck all the points I made. You don't give a fuck enough. You know what I'm saying? So, and I understand that this conditioning shit is hard. I'm not telling you you got to make your times, dog. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to make sure you make your times. 
I'm here to make sure that you're a man and you're facing this shit like a dog. If you fail a condition test, dog, you won't do that motherfucker again. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. But I'm not going to shit on you. Shit happens. You know, the biggest thing is, is like, I don't know if you notice it because I give you you coaching now. So I've been around like a lot of different coaches these last like two and a half years of me doing this now. And the biggest thing that I notice is a lot of coaches don't understand that not every single football player is the same person. Exactly, dog. You can't coach every single person the same way yep. and all that. There's a lot of guys that need to be screamed at. They need to be called right. a bitch. Right. They need to be called that. I agree. There's other guys. You can't even say that, too, because they're going to shut down. There's other guys you got to put your arm around them. Right, right. And, and you got to be like, all right, let's, yo, bro, like, come on. Yeah. Lock in, and, whatever. like, what I will forever love Bosco for, dog, is the fact that it was like a real life college program because your guys were your guys. Yeah. You feel me? And like, understand how I feel. I just graduated college and now I got a room full of 12, 13 receivers now that are looking at me for answers. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So I'm like picking and choosing how to talk to certain kids. And Ryan, I'm a trainer too. So there's certain, I'm training about six, seven kids in the group. And then there's seven or eight I don't. Or whatever the fuck that math is, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, nah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I learned from training. There's certain ways to get certain things out of certain kids. Like, there's a kid on my kid on my team, like, tough. He's tough. But I would, I would never shit on him because I know everything he's doing is, like, trying to do exactly as I said. Yeah. You feel me? Like regardless of how that comes like like other coaches may look at him and scream at him for this other shit. I'm like I'm like I tell my I tell my receivers, yo listen to me. I'm like listen to me. If you have a problem with the coaches, say yes coach and then come talk to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When I was working with uh the DBs at Middletown High and like I'm getting my thirty minute individual period and things like that. I told these players at the start of it too is I will never scream at you and single you out in front of a large crowd. I'm not going to expose you like that unless I have to. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But a majority of the time, me and you are just I'm going to have you face to face with me and we're going to talk. I'm not one of those guys who are going to scream at you because you know he's getting enough. I don't know, bro, because for you know me, I mean? but for me, dog, I feel like public humiliation is the best the best way to make a motherfucker not do some shit anymore. I swear yeah. to God, the last thing you want to do is be embarrassed. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So I'll buck you. Yeah. I, I'll make you, I'll, not necessarily, but in your own way. That's, like, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Gonna, I'll I'm buck gonna, you in like, your own how way. How I'm going to do is I'm going to yell at you in such a firm, talkative way. You know what I mean? Right. You know I see what, what you're mean? saying. You I see what, what I mean? saying. I'm just like, you see how I talk. Y'all know me. I'm a yeah. dick. So like, I, I'd be like, I'm going to talk shit, <laughs> but I'm also like, I'm going to talk shit and then be like, I'd be like, I'd be like yo, I'd be like, yo, why did you do that? Uh-huh. Right? I'd be like, yo, why? So for example, there's, there's this kid that always fades from the ball, right? I'm like, yo, why? I'm like, tell me why you would ever think fading from the ball is the correct thing to do. Yeah. And then he'll look at me and be like, oh, I guess you're right. <laughs> uh, just say some shit like that because you don't want to say the wrong answer and you may have some dumbass reason as yeah. to why you want to do that, but you know you're wrong and it's your pride that's holding you that. And you're not going to show that in this group of kids because I will make you feel crazy. Yes. You feel me? Quick story about him claiming that he's an asshole. I'm glad he said that because I've been going to tell this story too on here. Listen, I will never forget this, right? Uh-huh. So, it's about, <laughs> so it's at practice one day. It's like, I'm a freshman, right? I get called up to varsity and shit. And I remember I'm in DBs and we're, and we're, we're getting into oh, stance and we're doing back pedals. 
and Dario was like, oh, like this is the senior, like da da Gatorade Player of the Year. So like I'm like I'm, I'm gonna I'm not I'm afraid to go up to him. Like honestly, I was afraid. I'm like yo, like I'm not, I'm not gonna go up to him and shit. And he looks at me and in my stance, he's like, why the fuck do your legs so bow legged? I'm just <laughs> sitting there in my head. I'm like, dude. He's like, yo, look at his shit. His knees are touching, and I'm like, yo, why do you wanna just make fun no, of me like no, that no, on my no, first let's, day? Let's, let's run this back. Let's run this back. <laughs> See what happened was. Day. What happened was what exactly? I remember this day exactly. I was like, "Yo, Stone, try to try to like widen your." I was like, "I was like, try to widen your knees out. Your shit's are bow leg. You can't." I'm like, "You're you're, you're standing like knock knees, so you're not." And reminder, he's not knock knee. His stance is just knock knee. So I'm yeah. like, I'm like, "Yo, like widen out your knees, bro. Like you're not gonna be able to move." Yeah. And then I'm looking at it. Same thing, two or three reps. I'm like, "Yo, hunt, is he knock knee?" <laughs> and he's like, nah, he just does that dumb shit. Yo, and that that's all that's all the va- was, validation I needed yo, to be like, yo, stop doing this stupid shit because you look crazy. I'm watching mad I'm watching mad YouTube videos like <laughs> like before the season started. And it's cause I knew he was trying to look sexy. I was yeah, like, I, I was saw, like, bro, if you don't just play dude, fucking football. I saw Rutgers I saw Rutgers' D B coach and he was like talking about getting in your stance and having your knees bought like bowed in like that. So I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna work on that. Yeah, and then he had he 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 knees was touching. He had, <laughs> he had me looking fucking stupid. I was, I was waiting for him like the terror ACL backpedal on her. <laughs> right. Hey. But listen, but was that not something that was a focus from then on out that you oh, didn't it do was, it, and it worked helped for you? me. Yeah, it worked right. for me. You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So, you got to you got to understand like I'm also not saying this shit to people I don't know. Like your older brother's my man's. Mhm. So I'm damn near treating you like a little brother like, well, like what you what is you doing, bro? Like yeah, get this shit yeah. get this shit the fuck out of here, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like so for me, it's how I view all my players, bro. They're like my all my little brothers. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's tough for me to coach too. Because I'm, these motherfuckers will get me so damn angry, bro. Like, so angry just because I want the best out of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, I always coach players. This is another thing. I'll shit on you for something that you can control. You feel me? That That is the problem with some coaches. Because you'll shit on something. You'll shit on a player for, for something that he's not even trying or thinking about doing wrong. People don't understand. People just have bad habits. Like, it happens. There's a 10,000-hour rule where t- you you do 10,000 hours or something before it comes second nature. So, so it's, fun. it's I'm glad you brought that point up. So, early on this year, like January, Coach Morello, free shout-out, Middletown High. Yes, sir. So... He called me down and I went and I went and watched him lift and he told me he's like to give a speech at the end of the lift. So I asked a simple question when I started. I said, "What are the two things that you can control on a football field?" Mm-hmm. And nobody knew the answer to it. And I said, "It's your attitude mm-hmm. and it's your effort. Mm-hmm. Those are the two biggest things that you can control on a football field. For sure. If you have a great attitude and you have great effort." X's and O's wise can make up for that. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Right. Mistakes can be made up with effort. Exactly. So if you have that mindset every day of you lining up and I'm better than that guy lining up that I'm lined up across and you have mm-hmm. that mindset firmly every right. time you lo- you play the game, right. you'll be successful. And that's what I said. No, that's facts. Not bro. That's facts. But you got to also understand too, like, me, like for me, I was forced to grow up early as fuck. You know what I mean? Like, like I was like, 
so like let's say just like not even not even like on a life standpoint. Let's just say breaking in football. I was practicing with varsity in eighth grade. And I'm saying eighth grade spring, like eighth grade spring. I was at practice, you, like I was. I remember I was yeah. in the seven on bro, seven too. Bro. No, not no, bro. Not even seven. I mean, I was at like I. I would leave middle school early and go lift and go lift with them yeah. and go throw with them and all that shit. Yeah. So and it was like shit. Like I'll never forget this shit, bro. My freshman year, I threw a pick. I was crying. I'm out, yo, out, yo. I swear to God, bro. My my first real game I played Farmington. My freshman year, my my the quarterback bad motherfucker played with him at Wesleyan too yeah. was tough. <laughs> Got hurt, like, concussion or some shit. I come in, we're down three, got the ball at, like, the 20, drive the ball all the way down the field to, like, the 10 or 5, throw a pick, right? Bro, I'm bawling my eyes out. One of the seniors look at me and go, bro, why the fuck are you crying? Yeah. He goes, bro, we got, we get, like, it's the fourth game of the season. Like, what the fuck? He's, like, looking at me, like, and I and I had to sit back, like, why the fuck am I crying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I mean when I tell kids, face adversity with your chin up, chest up, because I was feeling bad for myself. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even, it had nothing, like, I, I was telling myself, oh, I feel bad because I let them down. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, there's there's 7,000 people at this game that just see me throw this game losing pick. Yeah. Regard, I'm not even thinking about the fact that I'm 14 years old and I just drove the ball 60 yards and, and then threw a pick. And that's the easiest thing you could do. I'll never forget when we were playing Windsor Conference Championship First, it, it was, uh, we were going in 9-0, and they were 9-0, and senior year, and I remember we're coming out of the tunnel, and both teams are about to fight each other, and we get the ball, we come out first drive. I remember it was like second and like, probably like second and seven or whatever, and we try to run like a fucking screen. So the slot receiver comes down the line, I go to dump it, their fucking nose guard picks the ball off. That's this is it. the second play of the game, runs it back, scores. Coach Morello's looking at me screaming, right? I'm like, Coach, we're good. Like, like, right. we're good. Right. He's like, we fu-. He looked at me, he's like, we fucking better be. <laughs> right. He's like, we right. fucking better be. Right. He looked at right. me and said that. We came out, uh, I think I, I rushed for two, threw for one, and I think we ended up winning like 24-6 or something like mm-hmm. that. We had 10-0. Right. No. Nope. Right. Bro, yeah. because, like, you got to understand, like, it's all, like, all football is right is seeing conflict embracing conflict and then just doing whatever you're coached to do yeah you see what I'm saying mm-hmm. doing whatever you're coached to do and and when I say coach I don't even necessarily mean what your high school coach is telling you to do I mean what you've been like brought to do yeah. you know what I'm saying your 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 ability whether that that coaching is through training or whatever you feel what I'm saying mm-hmm. so like what I wish I knew in high school, which is, I used to be like, bro, I used to stress, because I used to think, like, I used to get, I remember I used to get the ball, and I used to be like, do shit, like, think about what I'm about to do with the ball so much, I would forget to play. Mm-hmm. You, you see what I'm saying? I, and I used to look at, I remember, I don't even remember this hunt, junior year, I used to go and come in the huddle, <laughs> I used to be like, fuck. I remember, I remember, I used to, I used to go to the sideline, come back to the huddle, I'd be like, all right, where, where, get ready to say the play, and I'd be like, fuck me. Nah, it's like, <laughs> I'd just be like, fuck, like, what the fuck? Like, I'd just forget to play. Oh, yeah. Because I'm, like, I'm, 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 I'm thinking about everything, but I'm, think, I'm thinking about everything but the play. Yes. I'm, I'm like, I'm looking yes. at, I'm looking at Coach Morello, he's saying the play, I'm like, all right, cool, Yo. leave, and I'm like, oh, he, shit. He'd get so mad when I'd look over at him and be like, go like this, and they got to run the whole signals through again. Right, but this is another thing, right? 
is what I mean by trusting yourself. But what saved me in high school is that I trusted myself, which also, like, did me dirty in a sense of, like, how people like to talk shit. Like, I ran the ball a lot. Like, there were some times I'd be like, I didn't throw the ball because, like, I, it would less be about, like, the people around me and be like, yo, I'm not sure if I can get this ball. I'll be like, yo, I may be able to throw this ball five yards. I even, I'd say, like, a 10-yard out. I'd be like, yo, I could throw this ball 10-yard out, but I could also run this motherfucker for 12 right now. Yeah. Like, guaranteed. I'm, I'm, I'm running shit. I'm getting 12. Like you feel what I'm saying? Like like but that but that fucked me up. Cause I'd be like I'd be like coach like Coach Ronald would call a play and I would think about the last time he called that play, what happened. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? So it'd be like well like let's say like goddamn knights, some damn like yeah. m- deep mesh concept. I'm like, well last time I dropped back and like I threw I overthrew um, homeboy coming across the middle mm-hmm. Like I really don't want to overthrow If I do that again It's a pick But there was a gap to the right Yes Like you know what I'm saying So, yeah. so I'm not even thinking about Like the fact that yeah. Yo call the play Trust the X's and the nose And then air on side of you Being an athlete exactly. Out there how, Cause like how I was thinking about it too When I My, my first couple of games At quarterback If I fucked up on a throw I'm thinking about that Two three plays later Right Cause I'm like yo I should've fucking hit it Blah 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 and then it's by like the third, fourth game. I said to myself, "It's like, yo, you just have to have that next rep mentality. But what you I have to literally block it out of like your right, whole right, thought process. Right. But what could have helped us out a lot, which is like a new way of like thinking too. I feel like for at least for me coaching, because I feel like I be saying shit to kids. They be like, wow, I never like whatever. I be, they be like, I be like, yo, like understand who you are, dog. Yeah. I be like, I be like, I told, I told a kid like, quick, quick little kid, and I was teaching some shit. And, like, teaching kids to, like, stem kids up, like, shift, and then, like, slap hands down, right? Yeah. Slap hands. Bro, this kid is about 5'7", 150, but fast as shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, if, if you don't just run by this man, I'm like, he's like, but coach, you said stem up and do this. I'm like, yo, I'm giving you a tool, dog. Like, you are you. Like, be yourself. I'm like, yo, you are faster than this motherfucker. So if you don't just put your foot in the ground and run past him, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, imagine, like, imagine, like, I'm teaching all week, right? Like, yo, stem up, shift. Stem up, shift. But I'm, but in the game, uh, a D lineman drops on you. You gonna stem that motherfucker up and shift? Fuck no, just run. Just run. You, see, you know what I'm saying? You see, when me and him, like, when we go to the field, what I'll do is, is that, He'll run routes on air, and I'll give him different looks from different positions of things right. he's gonna get. Exactly. So, like for example, I'll give him like for example, I'll say, all right, you got like a you got a dig route, you got a curl route, this or that. I'll roll down at safety. I'll play outside backer, give him different looks, sitting in different zones, yelling out mm-hmm. different coverages, mm-hmm. and like that's just how it right. is. Right, right, right. Like, like, huh? go ahead. I like for me that's that's something I wish I had. I I have that, but for me it's like that shit matters a lot. Especially in like college, because that's really all you need. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you understand the coverage, you should be able to use the coverage to get open. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? But like, for me, it's like I try to teach people understand what the defender is trying. Like, think about this. Like, less about coverage. Like, understand what the defender is trying to take away. Mm-hmm. And then once you know that, bro, you should be able to beat them 10 times yeah. out of 10. You know what I mean? Like, my, my biggest analogy is like, if, if I'm racing you, mm-hmm. right? I got a blindfold on. We run a hundred yard, hundred meter dash. I got a blindfold on. I'm backwards. You're facing in a sprinter stance. Who's gonna win that race? I'm running forward. You're running forward. I got a blindfold on, running backwards. Why? Because I'm running forward. And you can see. see, You feel me? But but I'm like I tell kids. 
take that shit to the receiver. Take that shit to receiver play, bro. Yes. It's the it's the same thing. I'll tell you what. Bro, it's, it's, it's the same when thing. I, when I would cover guys like off man, and I would be at safety and shit like that. Whenever a DB was running at me full fucking speed, mm-hmm. you're you're panicked because you, you gotta panic. Open up. Exactly. Exactly. Like you, you have no you gotta choice panic. but to open up. You one gotta way, panic. And he's gonna pick the opposite. Biggest way. biggest thing I teach, bro, dictate the tempo, and that's why I try to tell Hunt. Yeah. Cause I'd be like, my, I'd be like. Why are you doing? Why are you doing all this? I'm like, my if you don't just stick your foot in, the, you don't just stick your foot in the ground and just beat this man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Even like, so for example, like that, there was a one on one hunt sent me. It was running a, uh, I don't remember what the route was, but it was a slant, it was outside leverage, cocked outside like leverage slant, right? And you try to like shift him at the top of the route. Like, why did you do that? You should just ran at him and broke. You know what I'm saying? Because like you know where you gotta go. You're you know you're breaking left, and he's he's in a like squatted stance, just like the opening the gate, letting you run it. Was run that inside. that rep when you try to look like Adam Thielen with that little chop? Um, was that that one? Nah, I don't, 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 don't even remember. But <laughs> but the but but the point the point being the point being is if you dictate the tempo versus a DB re, like regardless, use what they're trying to to defend and just use that to break your. If you got an in breaking route, he's cocked outside. Run outside, break in. All you right. feel what I'm So so you're talking receivers now, right? Yep. You're training receivers now, right? Yep. Professional receivers. Yep. <laughs> NFL, don't be af- don't be afraid to name drop. Who you been working yeah. with? So my company works with Muhammad Sanu, Demir Bird, Juwan Winfrey, um, Jeff Smith. Uh, we're in const- constant talks with Mike Evans, Taylor Great, Taylor Gabriel. Hey, um, quick shout out to Mike Evans. Pray for a quick recovery for right. you. Hope facts, it's not serious. Facts, facts, facts. Seen it today. Facts. Shit's heartbreaking. Facts, facts. And like, honestly, like, dealing with these NFL guys has really changed my perspective on how I view receiver play. Because a lot of the shit that coaches harp on does not fucking matter, dog. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to start talking about things that matter. Like, people have to start looking at football and just start putting common sense to the fucking game. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what people don't. Everybody thinks the game is all athletic versus athletic. That's not the case ever because think about the greatest people to ever play the game mm-hmm. are not the most athletic to ever. The most the most athletic motherfuckers to come out to come out of the draft the last five years probably aren't even in the league no, no. more. This is how <laughs> yo. You know what I'm saying? Like think about <laughs> Davion Clowney, right? Think about fucking uh John Rawls. Motherfucker runs a four two one. And he's not doing Can't well. Find Where him. the fuck is he? Yo, Can't find this him. Is, yo, this is how I think about it, just simplifying football for a second. You as a receiver, you have to think about this as a DB. Think about his job in a simplified way. Mm-hmm. He has to line up against you, right? And he has he has no idea where you're gonna go. Like, no idea. And his job is to just follow where you go. Like, think about that. Mm-hmm. How, his job is really fucking hard, right? Yeah, 100%. Don't overcomplicate what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to panic regardless. Be, don't do extra shit when but you're you, But you got to understand, like, when you use the term panic, right? I call it, like, you got to A lot of people, like, don't... A lot of coaches don't understand this shit either. You got to understand buzzwords. Yeah. You got to talk in buzzwords. You gotta understand Football players are like Like Football players are smart But football players Are also some of the dumbest people On the planet When In the in the sense of common I've sense You know what I mean But But listen When when you're blessed You don't have to think 
No, you don't. When you're blessed, you don't have to think. The best time, the the best you play is when you're not thinking. Right. The best you play when you're not thinking, but you gotta also understand, like, set your intention first. Like, you have to think about your intention and then just be reactive. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? So, like, if I'm trying to win outside on a receiver, right? People don't even think about that. Like, you know what I mean? You're not even thinking about that. A lot of motherfuckers, you're at the line, step back and give two moves, yeah. and don't even think and you're about not it. Moving. Not only that, not but but think about this. Not only that, I tell receivers like before I even get into that, mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, which way were you trying to make him go? They don't know. No. So 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 when he goes outside because you were doing some extra shit and he goes outside yeah. and you're hit, I'd be like, yo, you did that to yourself. Mm -hmm. And they'll be like, I'll blame receivers for shit that's not even your fault because of shit like that, bro. There's a, there's sometimes like think about it like this, like a receiver will get held outside of a route. I'm like, motherfucker, why? I'd be like, yo, if we were in running back drills and I gave you a ball and you got tackled by arm tackle, you're a bitch, right? Mm -hmm. So why is it that mid-route somebody grabbing your jersey should stop you? You feel me? That means you're not balanced enough. That means you're not controlled enough off the break. Mm -hmm. You get me? So, like, take this to the line of scrimmage. Like, if I'm trying to win outside, I'm going to take a step outside to influence you to move and then shift you back inside. You feel me? Yeah. It's all intention. And then when you don't step forward, when you're trying... Listen, you don't may not even have to step forward. With that intention, he thinks you're going inside. Because you're planning to go inside. You're shifting him inside. You feel me? It's all your plan. It's all what you're thinking. So now this gets me to the question. Think about this, right? You could pick three attributes from a player and combine them into one. What would you do? Off of speed route running and just athleticism athleticism what three people would you put together to make one fucking created type player right are we talking all time like for me personally I would go someone with Tariq Hill speed with Julio Jones type body mm -hmm. route running wise there's a lot of options there's a lot of options if I had to go route running wise, I would have to say like right now Devontae Adams. Hundred percent. I would say one hundred percent. That's another one that that's another one that like oh like like that's someone who uh my company has been like constant communication with mm -hmm. as far as routes and shit goes. Like he's on a different This is what I mean by intention, bro. If you watch him run the route, he's in control of the D B the entire time. Yeah. I tell kids all the time, bro, like Listen, like, if you watch Devontae Adams, at no point does he think that DB is even, like, going to shade his route. Why? Because yeah. he's choosing where he's, he's moving. Because he's so patient. Exactly. He's so, he, like, he's well, he's coming off his route so smooth. He's right. just reading you. Right. All right, you're opening up this way a little bit. I'm going to go this way. You're coming back. I'm going to come this way. Exactly. Like, like you're not going to be able to keep moving with him. But you got to understand what, what fucks kids up, right? You'll say patience, right? Mm-hmm. But patience, but what also comes with patience? What comes with it? Yeah, if you're if you're being patient, we should also be paired with patience. Sudden and decisive like movement. Whatever decision making. Like Sudden and decisive movement. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, I'm patient. I'm patient. But understand when you give me some shit, I'm out. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? What my boss likes to say is shit. Make the shit routes on air. You know what I mean? If I'm an in breaking route, I get you to my outside. I'm trusting that I I'm trusting that I've practiced enough mm -hmm. that my break time is better than yours. And then, on top of that, like, full extension, full extension, a DB could damn near be all up in my shit, 
once again, he doesn't know where the ball's going. He's playing me. Yeah. Full extension. That should be my catch every time. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Contested catch is nothing but extension. You feel me? Yeah. Like, a lot of people think, like, like, like think about it like this. DeAndre Hopkins kills motherfuckers with extension. Yo, he is. He is the. He's, he's probably. He's probably the worst route runner I've seen. He's like, like you know what I'm saying. He's killing, killing motherfuckers. He don't got, need that shit. But he's killing got claws. He's killing motherfuckers. He has, claws. he has the best hands I've ever. Yo, best hands I've ever seen. Really. Best hands I've ever seen. Yo, and like, like obviously, motherfuckers gonna say like Randy Moss, like fucking <laughs> like. Like, that's, yo, that's the first one that comes to my mind. You think about like, Randy Moss body catching? You think he'd be able to still be doing all that shit in today's Absolutely. game? Absolutely. So? I think he'll be, get yo, even more yards. This is my question. Is, Bro, I think he'll get even more yards and nobody's trying to hit yo, you, dog. So my question is, so, in just if I just try to simplify shit, like, when a guy body catches it, when you got when you teach a catch with hands a lot of times, like isn't a lot of times a good catch with your body because like you have you're giving the DB really no opportunity to kind of knock it out. So listen, I tell people all the time: error on the side of catching the ball, right? Yeah. Number no, number one motherfucking thing, yeah. right? Error on the side of catching the ball, right? However, if you go out to get it, like more likely than not, you're gonna come back to the ball. That's why you constantly teach. Go get the ball full extension because you'll come back. Because when you see the ball, what's the first thing you think? I got to go get it. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Full extension. Got to go get it. Shoot the diamond. Got to go get it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when it comes to the body catching, bro, there's sometimes, like, you can't extend to the ball and shit happens. Or, like, the pass is so quick, shit happens. Yeah. But, like, I will tell you to, like, if we're training, I will tell you to extend every single time. If we're indie, I will tell you to extend every time. But, like I told you, I'm just, like, like my players are the artists. My players are the artists. I'm just, and I'm just, I'm just a dumbass uh, art teacher telling the motherfuckers what to draw. You're giving them the paint. Like you know what I'm saying, I'm just giving you the, the paint. Tell, you tell, telling the motherfuckers yeah. what to draw. You know yeah. what I'm saying, like telling you, yo, you should probably do this. Mm-hmm. You should probably do this. But like, when, when, the, like, that's nothing about being a player. When the, you know, when a bullet is flying, the bullet is flying. Catch yeah. the fucking ball. Mm-hmm. Now, if you drop the ball when it goes to your chest, extend your fucking hands. Mm-hmm. See, you get, you get see, what I'm saying? Like, it was funny because when I'm watching an interview with Randy Moss, he was talking. He's like, he's like, yeah, a lot of these guys like they catch with their hands. He was like, when I was at receiver, if my body catched it, he's like, I felt like I secure. I always would secure the catch, and he's mm-hmm. like, I felt like I was given less of an opportunity for him to make a play. But you gotta understand. It's funny because like real like because like I was watching his highlights, and he'll be running post routes, and he'll like really like jump up and body catch it, and then land and just keep going. But like it was crazy. But you have to understand the intention, right? When yeah. you're when when you when you are, when you are coaching a motherfucker like Randy Moss, mm-hmm. you gotta understand he's the biggest, fastest person on the field at all times. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. If you're guarding, you play linebacker and safety. If you're guarding the fastest motherfucker on the field at all times, are you worried about the ball? No. So when when a motherfucker sticks his hands out, what are you doing? You're just trying to just punch through. Right. If he doesn't stick his hands out, what are you trying to do? Get your hands on his hip. Yeah, exactly. Because right now, all I'm doing is if I'm covering you right in that position and I know you're fast, all I'm looking at is your hip. So so you gotta under so you gotta understand like because of his skill set. Yeah. That way of catching. Allows people to like allow people not to throw his, throw their hands through like, through I his learned, shits. I learned you know late I mean? hands because of Randy. Always Moss. late hands, bro. Late hands, I hit late yo. Hands. Dude, I had I, I was running one on ones fucking around the other day at receiver. I late hands some shit. I felt so so cool. To bro, n- not not only that, bro. When you think about late hands, like there's a lot of people who there's a lot of people who like jump to the catch. You know what I'm saying? Because you're worried about getting there. I tell kids, I tell kids, run down the catch, right? Number one thing I tell right now, like, like, high school players and college players. 
when I tell them to run down the catches, mainly because you gotta understand these coaches, bro. Like, like when you're a receiver, bro, you're the most hated no matter what. Like, like, like you have you have like the most flashy job, but like don't they don't respect it the same. You know what I mean? Like, like you have, like for example, for example, I like to tell, I, I love to tell the story, bro. Tufts, my senior year, bro, under the lights, I had, I had, listen, listen to shit. Oh, I overthrown the first play. Drop, I overthrown the first play. Got slapped the second play. Missed, missed, sack, slapped the second target. Mm-hmm. Missed the catch. Dropped the third one. Fourth catch was an OT. Third and long, first down, next play was a touchdown. You feel what I'm saying? But you got to understand the receiver position. I'll get shit on for, though, I'll get shit on all game. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But what's the most important catch? The first down. And then the next most important catch, the touchdown. You feel what I'm saying? Like receiver position, you have you have the opportunity to make up for losses, but you gotta understand when you have losses, they're on your dick 100. percent That shows that the body catch is low key crucial because when you want that first down, you're gonna body catch it. Hell no, I'm going out to get it every time. Let's say for example, you're running a curl route and you're coming. I'm back going out to get it every you know time. You're right at the sticks. You're gonna yep. catch it and fall right down towards it, right? Why would I not go catch it and then fall down? But why can't you just try? Why can't you just body it and drop? Because when Just you, because like if you're bodying it and dropping it, what are you thinking about before the catch? Catching it? No, you're not. You're th- you're not thinking about like a lot of motherfuckers. You got to. You got to. But you got to understand, motherfuckers. When the ball gets when the ball gets on you, you're not thinking about going down. Or you're not you're not thinking about the. If you're catching it with your body, you're not thinking about the ball. Mm-hmm. You're thinking I got this. Wow. You're thinking I got this. And then how are your hands? You know what I'm saying? I teach hand placement. I teach where your elbows are. And I teach intent. You gotta understand the intent. Body catching is all intent. If you watch Randy Moss, right? What's the first thing that comes? His hands, and then he. Kind you of feel me? Jumps. A lot of motherfuckers that body catch try to let it hit your body first. Yeah. This, but this, but this is a tough thing about a lot of motherfuckers who are just athletes. Randy Moss can't explain that shit. You know what I mean? He's Randy Moss is catching the ball on his body. Like, are you understanding? Randy Moss is catching the ball Let's right be here. Real though, like, that's the thing. He's actually catching it with his hands, not his body, because he's just going like. Yeah, this. he's just letting it get into him. Yeah, that's all. He's you know doing. what I mean? But you gotta understand when when you're thinking body catch. Yeah. Like it's just gonna clap off your chest plate every time. Never, never. I'm like, if you're running a curl, catch that shit with your hands every time. And listen, if. If you're running a curl, if you are running a fucking curl, and when you catch that ball, it is not a first down. That is the coach's fucking fault. Or you did not put your depth. Because mm-hmm. why am I running a fucking curl if it's third and 16? It's a 12 to 14, 12 curl. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Like, as a, as a receiver's coach at like these high Division one levels and at these NFL levels and things like that, when you're at practice, like obviously during your individual period, like you're obviously repping like four drills, right. ball drills, things like that, obviously. But like, is the main focus mostly on like understanding and reading coverages so you can find that soft spot? Because ultimately, like your job as a receiver is to. If I'm keeping open. it, if I'm keeping is it, is that like the main focus, or is that is that not much of a focus at the receiver position? I need you to explain this. Cause I just in my in my sessions. I cater to what I think my players need. Like so, you, so you you would be able to explain this better because I, 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 I think at Dario Dario's training sessions focus a lot. Kind of just it's kind of just like doing the as movements, I'm saying, the, the movements, the like footwork type deals, and then intention, I, like it's like all better yet, like the ball kind of just breaks down, yeah. breaks down the fundamentals, slows things down for us. So when shit goes live, 
we've repped this shit over a hundred yes, times. Yeah. So when you go live, it just happens. It like, feels slow. Like the, like... the clips I sent you the other day, like in in drills, like trying to learn that shit, I kind of look crazy. But once that shit comes live and all clips together, shit's shit's it's easy. easy. It's easy. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Cause like, cause like how I think about it is, is like me if I played receiver personally, like if I was lining up at my slot position or my wide out position, like. I would want to have the knowledge of looking out and understanding, like, okay, this safety's rolling down. It's one high. It could either be cover one or it could be cover three. If it's three, he's going to bail. If it's one, he's going to sit, buzz, maybe bail out slightly, take his read steps. Like, just understanding little things like that so you know how to attack certain things. Right. That's kind of how I, yeah. But also, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this podcast shit. That took you seven seconds to say. That's three plays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You you get you get you, you you get me so like you gotta you gotta understand like that shit matters dog, but like just look at him look the, the thing is like I break shit down like like I tell you buzzwords, mm-hmm. look at the coverage triangle linebacker safety corner, yeah. right you safeties what is it safeties never lie corners do, you know what I mean why don't safeties ever lie? Because they have they have to cover so much ground. Feel me? So you look at the safety. To get like a ballpark, you look at the corner at the last minute. You look at the linebacker. Is he in the flat or not? Because mm-hmm. he's gonna, he's gonna you get it right away. You really look at the safety and the linebacker. You be like, yo, this my like. You gotta know uh, the linebacker. It, a linebacker in coverage, yeah. unless he's dummy athletic, is is like mainly focused on getting to his motherfucking. It's kind of like I mean, yeah, in the slot position, like he's gonna do the job for you. You're gonna see it right away. Cause like you're gonna know if he's gonna wall you, or you know if he's gonna try to buzz and get under one, or you right. know if he's gonna but, sit. But even outside, bro, like understanding coverage is very, very, very important. Yeah. But that's all film based on the week, dog. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I'm not gonna sit here. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you about cover one, two, three, four. Cause, oh, no. cause, yeah. cause in the league, there's not there's six lock, nine lock, fucking. Four lock, three lock. You, you know what I'm saying? Yo, there's motherfuckers. Yo, there's motherfuckers in the league, bro. Like my boss will be working with like some some of his NFL clients, dog. He'll be like, yo, like don't even like. I'll be the breaking down some of me. Like yo, don't even worry about the coverages right now on versus this team because yo. So for example, Alameda Zacchaeus, right, plays for the Falcons, mm-hmm. right. Guess how these motherfuckers play? Guess how the motherfuckers play the Falcons, bro? They they have a player guarding Julio. Like, say I got a corner guarding Julio. It's cover three. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what Julio does, corner, you're on Julio. There's no deep third. Really? There's, there's no deep third player. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you so feel like it's, it's hybrid. Three, it's just a three lock. It's three lock, yeah. yeah. It's three lock. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, like, you got to understand, like, coverage matters, but how they're playing you matters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, like I can go out on a seven-on-seven league, not know any coverage, and still bust somebody's ass just off the fact of what are you trying to take away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not only that, there's certain cardinal rules that are going to get you open. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm going to stop, bro. Press coverage, right? If it's press coverage, right? I take a move off the line, he bails, mm-hmm. right? Zone turn. I'm chasing that blind spot and I'm breaking. I'm a wide open. Yeah. Easy. You know what I'm saying? Right? I come off the line, hands on. I slap his hands off, head down, pressing vertical, throw him by. Mm-hmm. Feel me? Open. You know what I'm saying? Now, I step outside, I, I come off the ball, he jumps outside, you're just hit for that route. Yeah. If, if it's cover two, you're, you're just, so, if, if it's cover two and it's a stop, you're not getting the ball. Yeah. <laughs> you know so I can ask, I ask both of you guys this question, because like, obviously I don't know shit, I never played receiver before, so like, when you're coming out right, you're running a route, and you realize your route that you know you're going to run, 
it's covered. Like you see dudes sitting in that zone already, and then like you kind of just you kind of like just shorten up your route and you just kind of sit where you are, right? So like when that happens, is that just a quarterback reading that, or do you already have that like like how does that like is that just a quarterback seeing it, or do you continue to keep running your route? You get what I'm trying to say? Like so let's say am. for example, like you're about to run a dig route, yep. right? And you see both linebackers just just sink back right in their middle read, mm-hmm. and they're cutting they're cutting that dig route off. And you just stop your route, like, and you just sit. Is that just the quarterback seeing that? Or is um, it just that's all. That's all offense. You feel me? Like, you got, you got, you got to understand. You got to understand, like, who you're going up against. Like, yeah. so for example, like, if we break this shit down to high school, because in high school, let's break this shit down to high school, right? So I have some kids who run their route, and motherfucker, just run your route. Yeah. Right. Right. That's if, all if there, if, yes, if there's a dig route and hunters running a dig route. I don't know what Hunter's about to do, but just know if he's open, I'm slinging that shit. Yeah. Like, like, you understand what I'm yeah. saying? If there's a gap, I'll throw it to the gap and he's going to be there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a matter of understanding, like, like understanding the game, but also understanding who you're playing. Because there was with. a lot of times where I would communicate with receivers. I'm saying, like, yo, if you see your route's going to not be there, start moving. But but, but also, like, bro, you got to understand, like... When when people say when you see your routes not gonna be there, you gotta understand what routes are for. If you're if you're running a dig route, I'd hope your OC is smart enough to have another route to be wide open. If two like two example, three people are trying to cut example, that shit off, he would come out. For example, our go to play was De'Aaron in the slot. Shout out De'Aaron. He would run a dig. It would mm. just be a drag by that tight that that tight end mm. coming across, and then it would be just clear routes after that, and that's all we would do. Mm. You know, with that being said, let's just switch up the topic a little bit. We we got a little too gritty with this football shit. (laughs) A little bit. A little bit. But anyways, you know, uh, we're going to move to the next topic. You know, it's a big move for you coming up. Big, big move. Moving down to the ATL. Doing big things with this company. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Alright, so about, like, I'd say two or three weeks ago, I decided that I'd be moving with my company down to uh, Atlanta and moving my training, personal training business down there, kind of grow it due to the fact, you know, weather, um, more, like, array of athletes, like a bigger, a broader kind of uh, audience of athletes and shit like that, Mm -hmm. and just know I feel like Atlanta is just, like... The baseline of just like coming up and understand and like basically just like Atlanta is the come up. That, that that's basically how how I how I view the shit. You know what I you mean? Think Georgia's the best football state. Uh, I don't know if necessarily Georgia is specifically. I don't know enough yet to for me to actually make that prediction. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I feel as though Southern states definitely have an upper hand. In the sake, in the in the sense of like, like football is the end all be all. There's no other sport that's the end all be all in the south. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're up north. Bas- people talk about basketball all the time. Nobody really talks about football. You know what I mean? If you're nice at football, to talk about it, but they talk about basketball mostly. You know what I mean? Oh wait. Oh. My bad, because. So no. So I don't mind. So we had a bottle of wine left over from the other night, so I just went to go take a sip of it, and it was just fucking god-awful, but just keep going on what you were saying. My bad. Nah, but <laughs> I honestly think Southern states have an upper hand in the sense of, like, they can work out whenever, but also people respect football. You get know what I'm saying? Like, 
people are saying basketball courts out here. Like, so imagine that. Like, like well-known basketball players can go any to any basketball court in the state of Connecticut and practice. Yeah. You know what I mean? During COVID, all that shit. As to where, like, now, like, there were times where, like, not even COVID and nothing going on, I would go to try to work out at my alma mater. Yeah. And I would get kicked off. I wouldn't even be allowed on the field. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. off of, like, rules, quote-unquote, rules and regulations. You want to know what's funny is, though, is I was in New Hampshire one time. And you know how you drive around Connecticut, you'll see a basketball court, like, everywhere. You go out there, you'll see a lot of, like, hockey rinks right. instead of basketball nah, courts. And when I saw that, it caught me off guard because I'm like, dude, like... That's that goes to show you how big like hockey is out here. Like dudes will be out there on rollerblades. They say in the winter time mm-hmm. just skating. Like it's crazy when you go to different parts of like like the what world. What sports like, matter? You, you understand see, what like, sports what, matter, what brother? What doesn't? Yeah. Seriously. So like another thing about me moving to the A, like I feel as though, uh, so the my company and like my whole Silent Hustle brand, right, mm-hmm. is. Or at least everything I know about receiver pay personally was built off Mama Sanu. You know what I mean? Like I was watching this man film, like trying to get my routes right and shit like that. Like watching how he plays with patience, tempo. Like I tell you, dictating where the defend defenders gonna go. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And my balls, that's his main guy. It's like his boy. You know what I'm saying? Right hand. You know what I mean? When it comes to receiver play, it's like they're they're rapping all they can rap all day about that. You can give a free shout out to Boss Man. Right, Drew Lieberman. You know what I'm yes, saying? Yes, sir. Andrew Lieberman, Silent yes, Hustle. Sir. You already know what it is. Yes, you sir. You know what I'm saying? So like, because of that, and like, I feel like the strength that he believes Atlanta is the spot. All three, all like both of them, all three of us mm-hmm. believe that. It's like I feel like it just can't be a wrong move. Like it's just like I'm going down there, and if like. People in Jersey that train with me, like if you if you really care about your craft, like you either hit me up and make sure like I like make sure you're straight, or like you just didn't really care that much. Like I try to tell kids all the time, like I left my family to go down there and basically like train kids in Jersey. And, like my boss moved and I moved down there to make sure like kids were taken care of. That's a huge transition. You know what I mean? So like I'd be like, yo, there'd be times like I give literally 24 hours at a, at a time. Like, like I could probably give up four or five days of my life on like film review of like these kids. You know what the best thing about it too is is that you're making this big sacrifice to do the best thing that any person in this world can do and that's to change people's lives. Right. You're going down there, you're going to just change someone's mm-hmm. just everything about their mindset it's mm-hmm. not even just about the footwork and the technique and things like that it's your mindset right it's just life your smarts about certain things decision making and things like that it's bigger than just that right like i told a kid the other day i had like a, a like a seventh grade at a workout a bunch of college kids kid could barely catch the ball mm-hmm. worried about his hands because it's cold mm-hmm I'm looking at him like, bro, before you even go to catch the ball, you're, like, worrying about how bad your hands feel. I can see it in your face. You know what I mean? I'm like, yo, worry about the task at hand. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's cold on a Friday night, who are you going to not catch the ball? You know what I mean? You're not just going to, like, like fucking snap your fingers and turn that shit on. You know what I mean? Like, understand what it means to train. Understand, like, bro, like, I, I say this to kids all the time because it's like, when I was in high school, like, there was a period of time, like, I got hurt pretty bad in high school, so that's the time I couldn't, like, work out. 
going into my senior year. I couldn't work out in that summer. Can I make a kind of kind of make a uh, quick story? I want to make another quick story when he talks about him being injured. So <laughs> it was, I remember it was his first day back of practice. It's hot ass. <laughs> it was hot as fuck. It was probably like ninety five, honestly. So we start practice and we're doing pat and goes, and he's at receiver and he's running fade balls right. And it was about like the third, fourth rep. I turn around, I look over. Dario is laying on his back on the <laughs> sidelines, out of breath, huffing and puffing. I'm dying because I'm like, dude, like he's he's so out of shape right now for being right, hurt. Right, but you gotta understand that's three months not playing, and also or three months not doing shit because yeah. I herniated two discs. I was all fucked up, mm-hmm. all types of walking crazy and shit. I was in like a back brace, had like couldn't move past like a brisk walk. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying. So I was bodied. Definitely took it. Definitely treated treated very soft. I, I was definitely <laughs> soft. I just died. With a I binky on. Yo, with a binky. You had the binky. You had your binky in your hand. Just had <sighs> <laughs> the blue I binky. The dark. The royal blue you binky. Because I think you had the rival shirt on too mm-hmm. at practice. You were trying Hurt. to come fly your first day back. So fly. Hurt. You know, like you come back in the off season, you got that fresh gear that you just bought prior. So you're like, it's like it, Christmas. I'm, I'm rocking all this shit first Facts. day. And I was hurt. Yes. I was super hurt. Alright, so we'll wrap this pod up with this question right here. So each episode before we have a one of our listeners write in anonymously a question. This question they had specifically for you. That's and right. it was um have a baby with the last person you had sex with or shoot up heroin. <laughs> <laughs> well, who said I that? Mean... It's anonymous, I don't know. Wow. I mean, being being the side effects of heroin, I think I'd rather just say fuck it with the baby because I heard heroin is one and done. I heard heroin is one and done. So for me, it'd have to be a baby because I know I'm a handle business period. You know what all, right, all right. All right. So now, that was a solid episode. A lot of coaching points. I mean, tips for young receivers, high school athletes out there. So, but yeah. So where can we find you on uh, social media? Uh. Uh, Coach Dario underscore on Instagram, Highsmith six O D on Twitter, and hit me up on either or if you're trying to train. You know I'm around, man. Also, please subscribe and uh, rate five stars. Hold Thank on you. one second. Also, by the way, I mentioned this at the end of the last podcast. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna mention it again. You know when you're when you're when you're scrolling on our page and you see that little donation box on the bottom, don't be shy. Listen, that listen that donation <laughs> box don't bite. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, go ahead and click it. We're gonna get some nice stuff in here. You know what I mean? We could get the attic looking good, have some more equipment. Just go ahead and hit that donation box and have a blessed day. Thank you for listening. <laughs>